listeners. Hello. Welcome back to Turns Out She's Psyche. I have my voice back. Yay. Yay. I was about to ask you, how are you feeling? Are you ready to chat? I am. I might have to do a few little throat clears, but and my voice does go a bit strange occasionally whenever it feels like it wants to, but oh. we're good. Wonderful. Yay. Thanks, everyone, for tuning back in after we had a week off. Yeah. We it, needed it, so yeah. we took it. Yay. <laughs> we probably should have taken the week off before as well because really? of everything that was going on with you, with Maya, and yeah. we really forced Little out baby. that last week as well. Like It was fun, though. I enjoyed doing yeah, it. Yeah, and you needed it. You needed to just escape yeah. your head and where it had been and yeah. have a laugh, have a cry, have some chocolate. We did all of that. And spend time with me. <laughs> <laughs> and record it for everyone listening. Yay. That was, it was all fun. It's cathartic. We love doing this. Yeah. Well, I like doing this. <laughs> And I love doing this. And I remember texting you last week going, for the first time in weeks now, we're not, I'm not at home with my husband editing and getting everything sorted for release. And I don't like it. And you text back and you said, me neither, never Never again. again. (laughs) Never, ever, ever. Oh, never say never. We'll probably get sick again. True. There will be circumstances where we'll just have to hide. it It won't be a choice. No. (laughs) No, because for now we like each other and doing the show. (laughs) I hadn't even thought about the like each other part yet. Hello, what are you thinking? Do we have something we need to talk about after the podcast? I hope not. <laughs> we'll ride this wave. <laughs> um, but anyway, Tracy, I thought this week I might take the reins and have a little chat about um, a history, per se, of spirituality and uh, how it started. I am so excited love history. I did three unit history. Hit me. Did you? Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Mm. Modern, ancient, modern. both. Modern. Cool. I wish I'd done ancient, but I did modern. Yeah. I didn't do history at all. Really? I think it clashed with something, but it would have been cool. Mm. Can't do it all. No. Anyway, <laughs> remember how last week I was telling you, or last episode, I was telling you about a very, very old operating theatre I visited in London. Yep long time ago and it was in a roof of a old church. I still cannot believe that you laid on an operating theatre. Like the Laura now, there was no shit that you would do that. Like no way. What? what that you mean? would lay on an operating table. Yes. In a in a haunted it location. Was, well I'm sure it would be haunted. Uh, I wanna take you there. Okay. But yes, there was an old wooden operating theatre table and I laid down on it and I said, I said, Matt, take a photo of me. And so I pulled a funny face like um, I was pretending to be scared. <laughs> so we snapped it. <laughs> can you find that photo, please, so I can put it on Instagram? We'll dig it out. It was good 16 years ago now, but we'll dig it out. 16 years ago when you weren't so chicken shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was just less, I was more blasé then. Than I am now. You just weren't thinking about the ghost. I was not thinking. Mm. I thought, that's cool. That's really old. Take a photo of me, Matt. Yep. Yep. And then we did see another relic of a wooden um, stick that was bound in leather, and that was the bite block that they gave people oh, while no. they were operating before nah. the days of anesthesia. Nah. nah. Yep. And there's all these bite marks along it. We took photos of that too. I'll send that one to you. Yuck. <laughs> It was speed surgery. That's what they used to call it, speed amputations. 
so that people didn't have to be in pain. For as long, yeah, that's right. No. They'd have like heaps of big Can blokes holding the person down and then the surgeon doing quick draw McGuaw. There's so much of that that would be traumatising, like so yeah. much of it. Yeah. Fascinating and horrendous. Yeah. Still. How long ago? How long ago did that happen mm. before anaesthesia was invented? Which was when? Oh, you don't know? I don't know. Okay. Not off the top of my head. There's lots of information out there. Yeah. I could have researched into that, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But today, anyway, so long story short, random um, timing was that I, I looked that um, operating theatre back up on the internet and it led me to um, a four-part series. Actually, I'll just read the um, reference out. It's called Seeing is Believing Spiritualism in the Victorian Era and there was four parts of this blog and I um, I read through them. It was very well written by Julie Matthias and it was on the old operating theatre website. So I love the name London. of it because it almost is like something that I hear quite often in terms of when people come to me and they'll say, I would never have believed if I hadn't have seen it from my own eyes or I would never have believed it if I hadn't heard it or felt it or known it. Yeah. And it's like all you need to do is have the experience and you're a believer. Yes. Yes. Mm. And, it, yeah, so it was fascinating when I came across this uh, website that didn't exist in the days that we visited this place and it does now and there's so many cool references and photos and all of that sort of stuff about all so kinds cool. of things because it was, yeah, it was the first, it was the original St Thomas Hospital. It's moved sites and it's big and new now um, but the old one, yeah, the old operating theatre for the old St Thomas Hospital was in the roof of an old church which is incredibly random. Got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. So that was cool. And then, yeah, I came across these articles and I thought this would be really cool for you to listen to and our listeners. Yeah. And are you ready? I can't wait. <laughs> All right. So the Victorian age is around the 1800s and it was the golden age of grief. Um, what? Death within a family, often a child, was a regular occurrence. So death penetrated the Victorian home at all levels and across all class distinctions. Um, it was just really common, wow. the dying person, you know, back the in the days. Grief. It was so long, so long ago, and there was no medical marvels like these days. So just there was a lot no. Of death. It was commonplace. Yeah. So Britain was a nation obsessed with death and rituals of mourning. Um, greater curiosity started to extend beyond the very familiar deathbed and funeral scene to the afterlife and beyond. Um, spiritualism has been perceived as a new religion. I, I use that term loosely, but that's, this is, I'm just reading mm -hmm. now, <laughs> that arrived in England from America during the mid-19th century. The central principles of the spiritualist movement can be broadly characterised by a belief in the continuity of life after death, coupled with the conviction that the deceased can communicate with the living through a spiritual medium. Stephen and Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> um, spiritualist principles involve an understanding of higher universal laws whilst not annihilating Christian belief. Uh, the movement back then. Back then. 
then, yeah, so this is where all the the undercurrents of how it all first sort of uh-huh. came into being. Yeah. The movement has been sim- simultaneously recognised as both a secular and a religious phenomenon. Those who believed in Christ found proof of their faith and justification of the soul's survival and confirmation of eternal life. Uh, 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 oh, God, this is going to, like, really grind <laughs> me. I can feel it. This is way back when things were a little bit more simplified. Um And also in the Victorian era, there was another rise of questioning with religion. Um, Darwinism was becoming a greater movement, so there was a lot more questions um, and perhaps a lack of faith starting to happen in religion itself. And um, the lady science that, and yeah, things like that. Yeah, well, the lady wrote, I think it was in part four, she was talking loads about um, the different articles she had read about why spiritualism took off in this time. And there was people had sort of looked into different ideas as to why that was. And um, there was all different kinds of sways on it. There was the religious uncertainty. Um, there was the Darwinian theories that called that were calling, you know, they questioned age-old religious narratives concerning the creation of mankind um, and the science behind it. Um, it says, science, of course, is fundamentally empirical and spiritualism's followers were tremendously concerned with the production of irrefutable evidence of the existence of the spirit realm. For spiritualists and scientists alike, seeing is believing. So that's where it all comes mm. back to the title. Um, those interested in spiritualism use science, sensory perception and reason to authenticate their beliefs in a way that traditionally organised religions do not. Perhaps this is one reason for the growth of spiritualism in what was an age of religious anxiety. Oh, if only they had kept the link between spirit and science because now people like me and Dr Dispenza and people that seem like they're bringing all this new wisdom or just teaching people wisdom, like yep. we would be so far ahead. Well, I think uh, what happened after that, I mean, there was war. a big <laughs> war but um, there was sort of a lack in the religious area and so perhaps they came back and that's when they all segregated even more and then redefined things perhaps. Yeah, and I think that war and yep. um, yep. transportation mm-hmm. uh, and different kind of inventions sort of took things in a direction that um, either sent people off on a different tangent yeah. or led them to just quickly move back to what they already knew yep. for safety. It was that fight, flight and freeze thing again. It's just like, yeah, this is all cool and happy and fun, but the minute the shit hits the fan, yep. it's like quick withdraw to what we yeah. know and just let's just forget having fun, forget being free, forget being free thought yes. and a free spirit, yep. so to speak, and let's fall back on what we know. Yep. Because and look what happens when we don't. Yeah, and there were... Yeah, perhaps other movements that would really play into that. Sure. Yeah. So it's interesting though, isn't it? That it, it is. All, um, and, that's, and you'll see like when I read on how it was all sort of, it was just another layer mm. um, of offering and it still is rather than defuting something else or yeah. refuting something else. There's a divine plan going on. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read to you um, how mediums were described in the 1800s. 
Meetings. Mediums. Mediums. Mediums, how they described someone. Someone someone like yourself. This would have been someone describing me back then, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, So mediums in the 1800s, recognising the... The difference between an umbrella term, medium, is of benefit. Many subspecies and variations existed. (laughs) Within mediumship terminology, the terms public or private would determine a medium's social status. A public medium would advertise their skills within a professional and economic remit. Their seances were open to general entry, their talents and reputation generally ascertained their sole source of income. And the private medium, also called a domestic, operated in a more exclusive setting, such as the sitter's home. Their seances would be conducted without any direct payment. Um, And then they talk a lot about what um and like how a medium worked and it was mostly um they did seances that was (laughs) I I looked up at your face (laughs) so seances were structured using a fairly um Uh, typical framework um, was the way mediums using their psychic abilities undertook contact between the living and the dead. A typical seance would usually be conducted (laughs) in semi or total darkness. Oh, God. Begin with a spiritual prayer to enhance spiritual positivity. Mm -hmm. The participants then formed a circle and joined hands in order to maintain a flow of energy between Mm -hmm. the sitters. The medium would then take control of the circle whilst becoming entranced and contact with the dead would then be sought. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. (laughs) So in the 1850s in London, the spiritualist movement was relatively small to begin with. 1850s? Yep. Yep. And mainly dominated by the upper circles of society. Early advocates of spiritualism included physicians, professors, lawyers and writers of the day. Um, In North England, industrialist working class was a prime centre for initial spiritualist activity where even secularists, I can't say that word properly, swayed towards spiritual beliefs where even clergymen, ministers, shakers, quakers and Unitarians, even popular advocates of sceptical opinion were susceptible to spirit influence. Um, and it ties back to, I'll go into talking about more um, specific mediums a little bit later, but um, from the history, it says that two ladies called Kate and Margareta Fox, they mm-hmm. were sisters. The Fox sisters. They're very famous in my industry. New York mm. in 1948 um, became famous for using a tapping code. Um, to elicit responses, communication. They were bullshit artists. Scammers. With the spirits of the dead. Charlatans. (laughs) And then in 1852, Americans, a Mrs Hayden and a Mrs Roberts, visited London and advertised their services as spiritualist mediums um, and became very popular with the English upper-class society. Um, They became a roaring success and found themselves in great demand to perform public and private settings. 
You'll have to bear with me while I flick between pages while I was making notes. Research is fun, but, man, it's just like boom, 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 like from this to that to this to that. Yeah. Um, So then there is, um, oh, more, yeah, so more about the seances. The general means of communication employed by the spirits were made by raps or alphabet rapping where a medium could relay messages from the deceased by writing letters on a slate. Um, Spirits were also able to speak in a direct voice using the lungs of the medium or materialise their own voice entirely. Other common spirit manifestations were the playing of musical instruments or the carrying of objects such as books or a flower. See, what they're doing there is they're kind of generalising because there's obviously a lot of that goes in between that because you can channel, which is when you allow the takeover of yourself as a medium, but then most mediums these days don't do that. Why don't they do that? Uh, It takes a lot of discipline to um, continue that service. Like, so I can channel. I've channeled before, but if I had to channel four clients a day uh, yes. every day as a yeah. professional medium, fuck me. Like I'd be doing it for a year and I'd be out of business. <laughs> like I would need to charge through the roof because it'd have to set myself up forever. So for longevity. It's quite taxing on very you much as a, so. on your body. And... Very much so. And you okay. pretty much when you're not working, you would have to live a very disciplined life to ensure your energy was where it needed to be to channel consistently. Wow. So you could probably do it... Um, you could probably do like once a month, yeah. do a like a seance <laughs> or like a circle where yeah. you channel. But then for that that month after that or previous to that, you would be in prep and recovery of what you just did to be able to, well, for me, I guess, because I'm a perfectionist, I, I would want my, um, my level, my service, my connection to be top notch or not at all. Yeah. You'd, it would just, it would be a, a huge sacrifice to yeah. be able to do that all the time. It'd have to be worth it. It would, and it's not. No. In my, in you my opinion, you it's can not. can do without needing to do that. Correct. Like, yep. And because it can be quite scary. Oh. For the, for the other person. Oh, like, okay. it's not scary for, for me. For the sitter. Yeah, for the sitter. It's not scary for the reader. Yeah. Like, it's not scary for the medium mm. ever. Mm. Oh, well, in my experience, it's never been scary. But it is uh, scary for you to watch sometimes because mm. you see up. the person that you know changing. Yes. And, like, remember when the drowning thing happened? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, like, funny feeling that you would have got that would have just been like, oh, shit. It wasn't nice watching you suffer. Yeah. Well, it looked imagine, like you were suffering. Imagine yeah. what that would be like for the whole entire time of a, of a session. Yeah. Because that's what it's like. If you're channeling. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched people channel on Gaia. Yeah. It's one of my favourite um, shows to watch on there. It's called Interviews with Extra Dimensionals. It's cool, huh? <laughs> Channeling's cool. fun. Maybe I'll do it for a special event one day. Maybe I'll come over and watch. <laughs> Please invite me. <laughs> I'll just invite myself. Um, back, to, back to the 1850s. 1850s. Um, we're going to go to... 
around the 1860s now, um, soon numerous newspapers of the time were filled with articles surrounding spiritualist lectures and advertisements for public seances. Quite a few spiritualist newspapers and periodicals had been established. Wow, where have they gone? The Light and Two Worlds were both founded in the 1880s and are still in existence today. I love the name. Because, like, that's that's me to a T. It's like, it's the light. Yeah. Just call it the light. We don't need to call it anything special. We yeah. don't need to come up with a new name. That's true. Yeah. And even two worlds. So there were two Fuck different yeah. ones and they're still in existence today. Um, yeah. In England. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then I've got some interesting people of the day. You've already debunked Kate and Margareta Fox. And they were just two sisters that basically yes. worked out that they could make sounds using a certain system of tapping that made it look like it was spirit tapping, like knocking. Yeah. Um, but they were the ones that were responsible for it and they'd worked out how to do it with their feet and their fingers and all different parts of their body to oh. to make the sound like it was a spirit sound. So they're infamous rather than famous. Correct. Oh, very good. Well, there was someone. They didn't do us any favours. No. <laughs> but perhaps they started up a conversation and a new way of thought that people Yeah, they started up the it. conversation of scepticism even further. Yeah. Well, this was at the start of yeah. everything. Yeah. Not helping. <laughs> Maybe. There are a lot of Fox sisters out there. What? Well, yeah, that's true. What about Daniel Douglas Horn? What about him? He was born in Scotland in 1833 and travelled to America in the 1840s, back to the UK in, the, in 1855. He could float and he could make objects float or the spirit in his presence could make so he could levitate. happen. Mm-hmm. Unlike most public mediums, he conducted his seances in full light and charged no fee but accepted gifts from wealthier patrons. Go, Mr. Horn. Yes, he was Scottish, spent time in America, came back to the UK and um, and he did, there was lots of sort of academies and places where these people could, could study and become stronger, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Magic, a, magic school. Magic school. <laughs> like Harry Potter all over Magic again. camp. There's also a Mrs. Guppy and... Um, I've written down here, it says 12 witnesses saw spirit transport her from one house to an entirely different one. So a completely different address. WTF. <laughs> she also, and this is where it gets weird and it makes me think oh, she's so not that for wasn't real. weird? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to make you think she's not real? She introduced something called the cabinet whereby the medium themselves would be sealed into a cabinet and sitters would then witness limbs of the spirits protruding. Fuck that. Yeah. What? What's your take on that? I'm trying to visualise it and it's all kind of cray. So they'd just, like, lock themselves in a freestanding wardrobe. And then? And then there'd be things coming out of it, like limbs and stuff. Like as if the cupboard was, like, fluid. And they could just stick their arms through the cabinet. I don't know. Is that how it would be? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it would open I can't, up. Uh, it, well, that's, I don't think that that's mediumship. So it did get weird. That's yeah. more paranormal. 
yeah, like that, yeah, there's, because there's, there, there is like a, there's supernatural, there's paranormal, yes. there's like all different things that a yeah. lot of people lump into yes. one. That ain't mediumship. Yeah. What's the difference between paranormal and supernatural? Um, so paranormal is usually, um, like, um, I'm trying to think of the word, um, like it can be scientific, like it would normally be scientifically explained, but it can't be scientifically explained. And then supernatural is something that was never able to be scientifically explained scientifically explained, explained okay. and can never be yeah um it's there's no rhyme or reason um it's more like the Can't explain the it. werewolves and the vampires oh, and all that okay. sort of stuff yeah mm-hmm. whereas paranormal is more our human form yeah outside the perimeters of normality of what like we understand paranormal okay i get it all right okay and now there's another lady called Florence Cook and from a young age she had fostered her capacity as a medium by being tutored at one of the many societies that had been established in Britain in the 1860s and 70s. During this time, Florence encountered the spirit who made herself known as Katie King. Initially, Katie spoke through Florence, but as her powers evolved... The medium succeeded in the breathtaking display of a full form materialization of Katie, where the spirit of Katie would emit and separate from the body of Florence and move within the circle of sitters. Of course, this provoked a lot of controversy amongst non believers. But for those there that saw it, seeing is believing. Mm. <laughs> but how super weird would that be? But like you were explaining before with the channeling. Yeah. See, the thing is, though, that like what we see and what's actually happening is uh, like the, especially the way they would have explained it back then. Yes. It's from a human conscious awareness because I know like a lot of what I experience as a medium, humans don't understand. I understand it because I've got both worlds happening. But as a human, I don't understand it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. even the language that they speak, like, you can't, you don't understand what they're saying. I do. Yeah. So when when things like that happen, the way that the humans in the room would have seen it happen would not have been the way that it actually happened. Wow. What's going on there then? Like in terms of the, I know her name was Katie, but who was the medium or the Florence. apparent channel? Florence. So Katie probably would never have moved through Florence's body but would have probably moved through Florence's spirit. Right. Use that energy to... Yeah, so it would have looked like her body to the people sitting in the room but it doesn't... They don't actually inhabit your body. They just inhabit your spirit. And so as a medium, I sign my body over to spirit. Yeah. But not as much as I would if I was to channel. It's like I've got this fine line that I've worked out where to sit, where yeah. I can still be me and in a room and be in control. Yep. But can we still let happy. But I can still I but I can still let my body do what it needs to do to be channeling. Yeah. Without you knowing I'm doing it essentially. But um the physical body is just a costume. It's not part of our spirit. Yeah. So like our spirit leaves, our body doesn't function. So it's like her spirit would have taken over Florence's spirit, not taken over it, but would have influenced Florence's spirit yeah. 
to the point where Florence was just like fully letting go. And in that case, it would have looked like she was using the body as well. Does that make sense? I suppose so. So, but they saw another body come out. Of, well, they saw a spirit come out. They saw yeah. a ghost come out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like the ghost moves through, but it's it doesn't possess your body. No. It ju- it would have just moved through her spirit. Right. And cuz her cuz Florence's spirit is in her body, mm-hmm. it looks like it's come through that spirit through the body, but it hasn't. It's really just come through the spirit. <laughs> wow. I, I wish I wish you could see what I can see in my head. <laughs> I wish I could too. <laughs> so it's just a lot of what humans see and think they understand in their human comprehension is just not how it is. Yeah, because it's it's impossible for us to get the it's same paranormal. understanding. Yeah. It doesn't, like, it's of a higher consciousness. Like, even I don't even understand how it happens. Yeah. Like, I do not know how how I know they're there and you don't. You have a better understanding because you're experiencing it more than what we are. Yeah, but I yeah. don't know like there's there's things I don't know about why it happens. Yeah. But I do know that what humans see and think and can comprehend in human conscious awareness in our dimension. Yeah. Yep. Is just not all there is. There is so much more going on. Well, there's more dimensions, isn't there? Yeah. But you know how like in movies how you see spirits walk through a wall? Yes. So they could do that. Yeah. Like ghosts can walk through a wall. They can do that because yeah. the wall's not there to them. They can do that with bodies too because the body is like a wall. I guess yes. that's probably the best way to say it. The body's just like a wall. So Florence brought the spirit through like I do. Yeah. But you, the the spirit, Katie, would have used the body to enter probably by Florence's choice. She allowed it to happen. Yeah, but she probably directed it to happen. Oh, really? For sure. Oh. Yeah, because I suppose it did say that she was learning how to do it. Because it's like channeling. Yeah. yeah. Channeling is really about the show. Yeah. Like what what else for? Yeah. Because the information can still come through exactly the same. Yeah. So why do you need to become an entire different person? Yeah. Like that's just show. Do you know what I mean? Cool show. It'd be a fucking cool show. Do it is it, a cool show. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that Florence probably would have been wanting that to happen, and mm. so she could have just. What I guess she could have just made Katie appear as a ghost. Yeah. But instead, she made it appear that it was coming out of her body. Yeah. But okay. she's not coming out of her body. Yeah. She's just coming through on her energy on her spirit. Just, and it just made it look like it was coming out of her doing body. It. That's probably yep. the best way to say it. Yeah. And and you can articulate that, but back then there was no not even that Absolutely. understanding either. Mm-hmm. So that's what you understand now to happen. And back then people were just, they liked the show. It's a show, yeah. They were curious. I think Florence would have known what I know. And they were doing it in a public setting. They were. If you're it, well, money it was for rich it. people. Yeah. It, it was, was how they paid money. Yep. These people were becoming famous. Yeah. And yeah. exclusive. Mm. So it's pretty fascinating, isn't it? It is. It's very fascinating. I loved it and I love. But you can see how it would have got a bad name. Yeah. Not just for what we're from, doing. But... Especially with the fakers though too. Yeah. So but... it's a two, it's a double-edged sword, isn't yeah, it? Like there's correct. the, there's the um, magnificence and the wonderment of the trueness of one side and then there's these other people that are just out there trying to make a quick buck on something that they think they can fake. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Mm. 
in that sense. Mm. But I've got more information. Um, the Society of Physical Research um, was one of a number of organisations established in Britain in the later part of the 19th century. It was founded in 1882 by a group of Cambridge philosophers and scientists after a meeting of the British National Association of Spiritualists. Their aim was to investigate scientifically without prejudice those capabilities of man that appear to be inexplicable. The society aimed to use scientific methods to establish the validity of the physical phenomena produced by mediums such as materialisation, levitation and automatic writing. For those believers who looked into spiritualism in the 19th century, for more than just table wrapping and raising the dead, found within the movement a structure that provided solace for their life on earth. Spiritualists were strongly concerned with fulfilling a goal of human contentment, establishing a new dimension of thought which entailed equality within humankind. Um, And in that era there was... um, contentious gender issues with the social status of women at this time were reflected within spiritualist discourse. Mm. During the 1850s, um, matters were being raised as to women's proper role in society. Um, This became identified as the woman question. So there was frustrations around equality. um, Fancy that. (laughs) When was this? 18 when? 50s. 1850s. So that's another um, issue that led Mm. into the whole spiritualist equality. We're all sort of the same. And there were, again, that's probably another real heavy weight into why it got perhaps pushed down and discredited even more because there is a lot hanging on repression. It's so funny, though, like how they lived without Google. Yes. They lived without Facebook. They lived without email. They lived without telephone. They lived without television. Yes. How how was this a phenomenon that that has been something that affected a country? Do you know what I mean? Like it would have taken years to get the message out, okay, spiritualism is fucking cool. <laughs> and then it would have taken like six years before you found out that it wasn't anymore. Like how yeah. how were they knowing this? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because um, you can see that it was almost like a trend. Yes. Like it was something cool to do for the higher class, upper class. Everything is and still is trend. Yeah. How did they, yep. like through Telegram. Yep. And, and travellers, you know, these people True. came Gypsies. across from America. True, true. America's the... I just think it's funny. I mean, obviously there were people and groups of people and communities that sort of infiltrated the the norm of that age and did do their own thing and stick to their own thing. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I just find it so bizarre. Like, I know that you've got more to come in terms of how how everything happens for a reason and all that sort of stuff. But I just find it so bizarre that over nearly 200 years ago that there was so much, like so much belief, so much interest, you know, so much like um, just open-mindedness. Yes, open-mindedness. And investment 
yeah. and research and they had institutes and schools. Like yes. they do that now but none of it is accredited. A lot of it is um, volunteer, the people who sign up to it. It's, it's just it, as, as a medium, as someone who is this, yeah. it's just part of me completely accepts it because I'm in the present moment and that's how I choose to live. Yes. But the part of me that is just like if only people knew how much of an uphill battle it's been for people like me. Yeah. Where did, how did it go like it was in only, such a different direction? Correct. It yeah. was only like four years ago that I became a public medium. Yep. Pri- previous to that, I was a private domestic medium <laughs> yep. be- for fear of judgment all of the things. All of it. And we're in yep. freaking 2020. It's amazing, isn't it? Yep. Yep. That's that's essentially um, the history behind it all. Um, there's talk on, and we've already talked about, why it was that it became such a thing in that time and place. And we talked about, you know, the war and why it changed and went the other direction. But I think there's probably even... Um, and we've touched on it, greater things like other religious beliefs and bigger politic games and political games. and Yeah, I guess the war kind of changed agendas for countries and people travelling to different countries yep. and politics um, yep. as well as um, accessibility and, and money. Like yep. everyone went into poverty. Like it was huge yeah. recessions and the depression, the Great Depression. Yeah. And no one would have been able to afford to pay someone like me to be able to do. It was a luxury, I guess. And I a guess lot of so. rich people became poor people. I think just that. And a lot of men died, so the women had to take over. A further defining of religion as well, because initially um, religious people were embracing this as well by way of saying, see, there is... Yes, that's what grates me. That's a whole other topic, a whole other conversation. <laughs> but that's that's a big reason as to why perhaps it Correct. was... Um, um, Left. Yeah. It's just like everyone just took... It doesn't everyone, but it's like... Probably took like there's more good, important things right now. Yeah, a few good fakers to debunk the whole lot, really, Which is as just, well. It's just, like, ridiculous because it is the most realist thing. Yeah. It's the realist thing. Yeah. Um, and then just a little finishing thing about it all. It is reasonable to assume that people attended seances for a variety of reasons. Some merely played with spiritualism as the fashionable pastime of the day. Young girls occasionally attended seances for no other purpose than to ask. What would they ask, Tracy? When am I going to get married? <laughs> the spirits, if they would marry a particular boy whom had attracted their attention or how many children they would have. Yep. <laughs> if I had <laughs> a dollar. Some things never change. <laughs> some things never change. Many also looked upon spiritualism for other reasons, they sought reassurance that life on earth was not the totality of human existence and through the methods made accessible by mediums, they received proof that the human spirit survives bodily death. For them, seeing was believing. Aww. The human spirit survives bodily death. That's an interesting statement. Hmm. Care to expand on that? Well, the spirit survives 
human death. Yes. The human spirit survives bodily death. It does. It does. Because we have to be human to have this life and this spirit to live in this life is our human life. Yeah, so the, yeah. Hum- the human spirit. Yeah. So Laura's spirit survives Laura's body. Yeah. Because I can speak to Laura when she dies. Yeah. Correct. But the spirit. You killed me off again. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the spirit. <laughs> afraid it's probably not the last time. The spirit, though, survives its human experience. Yes. The spirit survives it's despite not, the human It's experience. not a human spirit. Does, uh, that's where I'm getting a bit, like, on because it's not the human spirit. Like, your spirit is part of your human experience. It's not a human spirit. Yeah. Your spirit's not human. Your spirit's just having a human experience. So yes. the spirit survives the human experience. Yeah. I like it. I get it. Swap the words around. It's just, you know, semantics. But it's it's you being you. Yeah. But, but well, you've got a point. But yeah. it's just the way that it is. Yeah. Like, and it's just, I guess, um, educating and enlightening the correct, uh, or not the correct, but the more appropriate way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're Laura having, you're, you are a spirit having a human experience. Yes. And in that human experience, you are Laura. Yes. So your spirit survives the human experience. Yeah. Not your human spirit survives after the body dies. I get you. Do you? I do. I agree. Mm. <laughs> I do. I totally do. I get I get the shits with myself when I feel like I'm not explaining or articulating properly, but I guess because this is like we don't rehearse this, it's live. It's like my mind has to decide how it needs to come out. It's and true. I understand what you're saying. Mm. I agree. I do. Mm. <laughs> you're just staring at she me. She's a great writer though. I like the way she does, the, the way she talks. She did She did some wonderful research. Um, she also included a quote um, from Kingsland, 1888. Must be a book called The Higher Science when it's talking about, oh, I'll just read it. You can tell me what you think. I just read it. <laughs> there exists a higher science, which is also religion in the truer sense, which deals with hidden forces in nature at which physical science stops short, but which are more than suspected by the majority of mankind, because every form of religion whatsoever is an acknowledgement of something. So that's just... Could not have written it better myself. <laughs> broadening one's mind. <laughs> Could not have written it better myself. Oh, so you agree with that one? Totally. <laughs> totally. And that was written in 1888. See, they fucking knew what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they knew their shit. Yeah. yeah. Did you like that? I loved it. Is that fun? Very fun. And I learned a lot. Did you? I did. <laughs> I learned about how stupid... <laughs> Mankind is. Oh, it just oh, we can be silly, but there's so many questions and there's so many people and we and everyone has their own mind. So. Yeah, totally. And yeah, that's it. And we're all at a different place. Yep. yep. And there it is part of a grand divine plan, but the Tracy in me just goes, 
Yeah. That the, you know, the higher self in me totally is totally at peace with it. And yeah, the higher self calm. is sitting there in yeah. lotus position going, cool, man. Yeah, just like this is really cool that it we're is giving. It what like, it is. Yeah, it's really cool that we've got a platform where we can share this with, with people. Like that's what my higher self was thinking. Oh, but then yeah. the argumentative, stubborn Gemini yes. Tracy is just sitting here going, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dicks. <laughs> Fuck, take me back to 1850 and I've got some shit to stir. <laughs> Oh, you were there. Can I go back in time and, like, transport Channel through frickin' Florence? I'll show her a spirit coming out of a body. (laughs) He was scared. Oh, my God. But I've come from 2020. Bitch. Back to the future and back again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Don't come back to 2020. Whatever you do. Shit, (laughs) no. It's like, do you realise how badly, like, we need you right now? Like, why did you have to fuck it up for us 200 years ago? Oh, it's amazing, though, where it all started to get attention, gain momentum initially. Yeah, yeah. And it, it what I kept thinking about, too, through that was how, isn't it funny how when things that are real in terms of like what I do and I know it's real. I I can't debate it because otherwise I'm a fraud in in who I am. Like my whole entire being is is not here if I'm not legit. But it's funny how the – that people of highest stature in society or of wealth or of name or whatever – they seem to have this hidden open mind for exclusivity. Oh. It's like I wonder in human nature. Yeah. Like you know how um, it was just it's a rarity. They want anything that's rare. Yeah. But they're open to that and, and they can afford it. Yes. And I wonder what that is though about the open-mindedness of people of that upper class, especially back then. Yeah to go against, not go against, but to be with, they would have identified as probably very high up in their religious community as well. Yeah. But it's okay for the ones that have got the money or the stature to be able to partake in these practices. Yeah. But it's not okay for the lower classes to do that. Like what money they buys doing you? doing it too. But what money buys token. you? Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it's, it would have been really nice to hear, um, that lady's take on what the middle class and the lower class were doing when it comes to mediumship and seances and yeah. for the, the yeah. private mediums. When she wrote about when it first took off in northern England, that was much more working class, industrialist, the Quakers, the Shakers, mm. <laughs> all of the other ones. That, that was very much working class where it took off at a greater rate. Yeah. Yeah. Was there ever a mention in any of her writing where, or did you come across in any of your research, any of the witch trials sort of mentioned in terms of people being afraid of so mediums being no. called witches? Not not in that, but she has written some other blog posts on witchcraft and stuff, which I might surprise you with at some point. That would be cool. I haven't, be read, I haven't cool. read into all of that. And that's what I wanted to say as well. Like this is the... Um, 
you know, generalist spiritualist movement where it all came from yeah, in like our brief Western history world. Of it's the 1800s. not obviously it's been going on in many, many cultures for many, many thousands of years yeah. in different indigenous places and parts of the world. Probably for as long as we've humans have existed. Yeah, but the spiritualist movement as we sort of know it yeah. when we speak like that has, you know, started from from all of this, yeah. from what I can read. Yeah. In that, yeah, yep. <laughs> I just wanted to. No, that's good. It's worthwhile adding in all the things. Yeah, yeah, all the right things, and then, and then everything else that I've <laughs> and missed. Cover everything else. <laughs> Sorry, everybody else that I've forgotten about. But we, I just we meant it was to say cool. anything that we've forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> but that all came from stumbling back across that yeah. um, website, and I loved that place. And I remember reading about it in A Lonely Planet and thinking, Maddie, we've got to go to this place that it's still giving me gifts. So I yeah. love that too. Yeah. And so in that attic yes. of the church, yeah. what is it? A, they called it a crypt. A crypt. Yeah. The roof. In the attic. Yeah. But that, you showed a picture. Yes. What was in that picture? It was an operating theatre. So the way they used to lay them out was a table would be in the middle of the room, but there'd be like a, a U-shaped grandstand around it and the operate. That was cool. But there were two pictures. There was the attic and then there was the operating yep. theatre. Oh, so the other one was the herb garret. So it was all medicinal in apothecary. Yeah. See, why was that not witchcraft? Because in the 1500s and the 1400s, yep. women would and men would be burned at the stake for an apothecary. Yeah, right. And yeah. they've got fucking one in their attic. Yeah, a few hundred years later, though. Hypocrites! This is... <laughs> Hypocrites! <laughs> it's just amazing. Like, if we just... Oh, it's, it's like just we so... cut our nose off to spite our face sometimes. Freaking hypocritical. <laughs> it's a sore spot. It Fire really up. is. I can tell. It just yep. grinds. Yep. Yep. But maybe it's their way of going back and going, oh, we fucked up there. It's kind of got some relevance here. Mm-hmm. Most of our medicines are derived from plants. Of course. Yeah. But witches. I know, back then, back then. Jesus. Yeah. We'll talk about that Jesus. maybe around. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a more appropriate word. <laughs> oh, my youngest has started saying that with a... Oh, really? Infliction. Oh. Yeah. Where would she have heard that? I've got to stop saying it. Do you say it? Oops. I don't think I've heard you say it. Haven't you? That's because, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, something happened the other day at work at my offices and I share, like, I, I work, for those of you who don't know, I work in a cottage and each room is hired out by a different type of practitioner Separate. or whatever. Mm. And it was just me and one of the other girls there the other day and, oh, the internet was out, of course. Mm. And I was like, it's just me. She's just like, what do you mean? It's just you. And I'm like, never mind. Uh-huh. And then the end. Had you not met her before? Yeah, I met her. Oh, right. but <laughs> she didn't she know, know my issues with um, <laughs> with electronics and computers and stuff. And then the internet came back on. And as I was walking out the door, she just said, um, she said something about the internet coming back on. And I went, thank God. <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me as if like there was something odd. And I'm like walking out the door going, that was a weird look. And then I was driving in the car and I'm thinking, ah, maybe because I said, thank God. Maybe because you're a witch. And I said, thank God. Yeah. Why would I be thanking God? You should have thanked Satan. Yeah. That would have made much more sense. Thank Lucifer. (laughs) Mm. Thank the devil. Sexy beast. Mm. Mm. Um, The other day I had a client who 
had lots and lots and lots and lots of questions. Oh. Um, and I think that we might do uh, an episode on just questions, like random questions again. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Just like um, it made me think of more things that we haven't really touched on. Oh, there's so many. There's so things. many. But just like rapid fire kind of like answer lots and lots of questions, clear some things up. So if you happen to have any questions, listeners, yes. that are just like, you know, quick answers that aren't going to be a full episode, when, send in some questions. When do you do quick answers? <sighs> that's the challenge, listeners. Help me out here. But that's why we have a podcast. Yeah, we do. We, well, you, that's your job to like infiltrate the quick answer questions and then leave the big ones for other times. I try to, but I actually kind of like hearing you talk. So <laughs> <laughs> lucky. <laughs> that's We're really lucky about that. Yeah. So I have um, trouble cutting in. Well, sometimes I do, but sometimes I do because I want to hear well, what you have to say. Well, you're thinking too, like as well, like you're processing what I'm saying because that's your job to do that. Yeah, and you're it's usually like next do. level thinking too. Yeah, and I, like it's churning. That's hard for mama bear these days. <laughs> but you're very good at it. Oh, you're too kind. You're very good at it. It doesn't feel like it. I always feel like, oh, wish I'd thought of that sooner so I could have asked that. Au contraire. Au contraire. Au contraire. Oh, fancy. All of our people that write in say how much they love hearing you talk and that you always seem to ask the questions that they were just thinking themselves. That's because I speak for the people. Maybe you're psychic. (laughs) Turns out Lara's psychic. (laughs) Turns out we all want to know the same thing. Turns out we finished our first Riv boot camp. Oh, do you want to talk about that? Holy majoli. Yeah. It was next level. Like I, my, I didn't, I don't really have expectations in my life much. Like I'm pretty, I'm I'm a realist. Pretty open man. Pretty much, man. (laughs) And it just blew me out the water. Like over and over and over and over again. Like it was such a learning thing for me too. And um, just such a beautiful gift for me as much as it was for everyone. And I just underestimated it entirely. As in what you would personally take away from it? Or uh, the whole yeah. Thing? So just like, um, just the, just how quick the community became like a real solid gotcha back community. Like in 22 days, we went through some shit, man. Like how beautiful is that? It's like incredible. I just, I guess I didn't expect the, um, the, not the readiness. Cause I seem to know that's why I offer things like that. I seem to know when there is this wave of readiness and that I can get a bulk load it's of kind of people. Yeah. It's just yep. an energetic thing. It's just ready. like, Oh, yep. there's some masses here. And that you're can, like, come to mama. Yeah. <laughs> Let me serve. I'm going to put you through boot camp, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, w- I just, again, underestimated how open people were ready to receive. That's beautiful. Oh, it In just itself. blew my mind. You can be surprised. And yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Psychic can be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out she's not psychic. Um, But yeah, it was just, it, like, I loved it. I was on every morning and every night for 22 days straight. And not once did I just think, oh fuck, I've got to get back on. Like it was never a chore. It was like, I wanted to turn up. I started to just be like, this is like my little family. I miss them. You know, like it's it's weird. Just 22 days though. Yeah. It, it it feels like we've known each other forever. 
because it went deep. So deep, so quick. And we all, like a lot of us experienced some really big stuff during yeah. that 22 days yeah. and lives changed and that will never be the same again. How amazing. It was incredible. Oh, I just got chills. Yeah. Um, and some beautiful people on there who are just, um, like there were people on there that kind of signed up, not really knowing what to expect and kind of not thought that they were, you know, that this might not be something that they didn't already know. But, um, what was beautiful was that even those people, uh, found so much depth yep. in, in either revisiting things that they haven't thought about for a while or just understanding a different perspective. Next level. But also because it wasn't a private practice during the group sessions, yep. it was a group practice and having that, um, that the morale of the group, but the support and hearing other people just the say, energy man. yeah, hearing people say, I'm not coping and being yep. vulnerable that could never, ever do that before. Yes. And then having like, without me stepping in on that Facebook group. And by the time I check it at whatever time in between sessions of clients, I check it and everyone's got each other's back. It's like, I don't even have to worry. Everyone's just on there, one-upping everyone, raising their vibe, talking about the tools that they've learned. Just incredible. Like it was just like a proud little mama sitting there just going, oh my God, I just cannot believe how amazing these people are. It was like they just almost needed permission to be amazing. Yeah. And this group just created that. And oh my God. And the flow on effect from every person that participated. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that will continue. It's just beautiful. Oh, I love it. And one of my, um, so one of the rivers, um, she, uh, has been a client for a little while and, um, she is, uh, like at her work, she's responsible for a team of people. And so each day she would take a new, the new tool of the day or technique of the day, um, to her wow. workers and the feedback that she was providing from that was just like, this is amazing guys. Good like, boss. yeah, amazing. She is amazing. She is a phenomenal, she's wow. such a beautiful woman. Um, but just, just incredible, just incredible. Well done, everyone. I'm involved. so thankful. And well yeah, done just you. unbelievable. But I just think I I um, feel so blessed that we have a platform where we can serve in that way, and and it's just we're doing good work. We're just doing really good work, and it just I don't oh, know, she's all misty so eyed for those people. Yeah, that can't but it see is. Her, which it's, is everyone but me. It's just. It's just. Um, sometimes it's just one of those moments where you just go, "Fuck, I've got." such a good life. It's to, a privilege it is and a it's huge an honor. privilege. It's the best word. It's a privilege. It's just how did I get to this position? Like it's one of those moments where I just sit back and I'm like, look what we've been able to create yeah. just out of being authentic. And that was the biggest point. It was just like. To accept it and say, yep, give it a yeah. crack. All just because I'm being me and you're being you and we're just doing it together and just showing up doing yep. you what it can do for others. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I could just go off. Like we're lucky I'm not stoned right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the take home for all you listeners. Get what stoned. Can you, no, <laughs> that what can you do just by being you? Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to do another reboot camp. Yay. Maybe I might. I'm getting make the calls. Some. Yeah, finally. <laughs> God. I had to times, like hold it all on my own. That's, it is your thing, but those times were like, I, I just can't. I, can't do it. I know. And even the workshop that I was supposed to attend, I was the I one was thing. Chaperoning my baby in hospital. 
that I got day. you, boo. Yeah. I got you. I did my board though. You did. And you looked at it and you said you liked it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So even some of the rivers were talking about getting a tattoo. Oh, yeah, I'm like down legit. For that. We yep. just need someone to come up with it. Oh, a we're all thinking one. we might just get one up, like literally the number one and the word up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which you get kind of to halfway, like day 11, and yes. you are so fucking ready to walk in a tattoo shop and get your very first tattoo and it's going to say one up and it's going to be on your forehead. Like yeah. that's how pumped you are Aww. on day 11. It's incredible. Yep. So inspiring. Anyway, listen out for round two because I am going ding, to ding. announce it and it's going to be this side of Christmas. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. Because I miss everyone. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to contribute. Yeah. I'll figure out something. You better. <laughs> 